Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. everyone and welcome to another episode of On the Bright Line. Uh, today Bonnie and I are on our own because Robin is not feeling well so uh, we continue the series of life getting lifey <laughs> because life is continually life. We just can't seem to all get together guys so yeah. we had planned to do that today. Um, we will reunite at some point I promise the three of us will be back together at some Robin point. Robin will be okay. She has she, a cold. Oh she's a cold <laughs> yeah but she doesn't want to get us sick which we appreciate. Thank you very Robin much, so yes. very much. Um, so anyway, so uh, Bonnie and I decided we're going to tackle um, a topic that is very uh, BLE-centric. And since, you know, Robin is not someone who has needed to lose a bunch of weight and, you know, gone through the program the way we have, we thought this would be a good topic to discuss, you know, in her absence. So we are going to talk about moving into maintenance. So the significance about this and why this is so important right now is because I am actually starting to head in that direction. And, um, Bonnie has already done this and, you know, we're just going to talk about the journey about, um, you know, Bonnie's journey, um, into maintenance and with maintenance and then kind of where I've, you know, how, where I'm at and, and where I'm going. Cause you know, maintenance, I, and I, I'll say this and then I'll stop talking so Bonnie can talk, but the, the really cool thing about Brightline Eating is that the whole point of the entire program is to get into maintenance and then maintain. And it's not just about losing the weight. Um, it's about getting into your bright body, which, which is what we call, you know, our, the right size body, your goal weight, whatever you want to call it. And then how do you maintain that? Forever. And I know that forever is scary for some people. So that's why we do this program one day at a time. But you know, reality is, is like, I want to, I, I, I want to sustain this. I want to maintain this. So anyway, I'll pass it to you, Bonnie. So you can talk a little bit about your maintenance journey. Yeah. So I, I think again, and I would add one more thing. There's the being in your bright body and there's maintaining, and then there's maintaining the food freedom, right? Like the freedom from food thoughts. Yes. And, um, as you go through the bright line eating program. If you're doing the program full on, you're a member, then you you can work through all the modules. Every module of training that's ever been released is in the bright line eating hub, yeah. which you have access to if you're a member, which I realize that's expensive and not everybody can do that. But if you're able to do that, you, you work through the modules, which brings up some, some prompts to prompt you to do some inner work, mm -hmm. you know, to work on whatever your issues are that cause you to lean on food instead of leaning on something else healthier, right? When you're stressed out. Yep. So I would say that part of the maintenance problem or the maintenance challenge is that as you get to maintenance, your, your focus shifts from getting a little dopamine hit from losing weight, which kind of helps keep you on the straight and narrow when you're having a little stress. Mm -hmm. So when you have some life stress, if you haven't worked through all your issues and really set some strong habits that protect you and give you some, a way to vent your stress, um, you can slip back really quickly. And yeah. so, um, I definitely did, I definitely did inner work as I went through the program and I've been doing inner work for a long time, right. even before, 
But I will say that when my life gets lifey and I've had some really significant life stressors in the last few months and weeks. She has. She's not lying. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been really hard. I've had a hard time yeah. um, with some things that are not in my control and that are very devastating. Yeah. And so um, I have struggled, you know, with, even though I've been in maintenance now for two years and honestly, like I'm at the same weight that I was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... I've, you know, what, you've what relapsed people, and you've not like what people call like, like falling in the ditch right. or, and, and that's awful when people go through that. And that's a whole nother conversation that we can have. And I think we've talked a little bit about it before. <clears> what, what is being in the ditch? And that's like binging on food and just being completely off your program. Right. right? Not having any of that. And, and I will say too, like, that's the thing is I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about failure yeah, and what failure is and like fear of failure when they enter the program. Yeah. And I will say like, you know, what Bonnie's talking about, about struggling yeah. is not failure in bright line eating sense at all. I think failure is what we co- we talk about being in the ditch, like totally walking away from the program yeah, altogether and saying back. like, I'm not interested right. in doing this anymore. So like, I just, you know, I want to yeah. talk about that. Cause like I, what Bonnie's talking about, like I don't consider failure. Right. I consider this part just of working, working through the program. The program. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just all that to say, like, it's not like that stress has thrown me into the ditch or thrown me out of the bright line eating program. Right. Like I've walked away from, I've not eaten any sugar or flour, but my quantities get wonky and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I've been traveling because of this, you know, disruption in my life yeah. that is also making it harder to weigh and measure food or get the food I need. And so what I, what I'm struggling with is the loss of of the freedom from food thoughts mm-hmm. or the, you know, the food neutrality. Right. Yep. So it's not like I've gained a ton of weight. My clothes still fit. Everything's okay. From the outside, you would be like, Bonnie, you're doing great. Yeah. Right. But, I said that when I walked in today, right. I just want you to know, yeah. I was like, Oh, you oh, look you really look good. Great. You it's look like, good. Yeah. But inside, like part of my struggle has been because I'm very overwhelmed and grieving yeah. that I, uh, I, 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 I still have a lot more work to do. That's probably going to take me years yeah. to, to solidify my alternative ways of coping with stress so that when stress happens, it doesn't throw me off and put me back into like, you know, wow, this food's making me feel good. And even though it's a little bit more of the quantity that I'm allowed to have, I just deserve it right now because I need to feel good because things are so bad. Yeah. So I think, you know, this program does focus on maintenance. And so what I'm continuing to do is, um, you know, in the evening, do a module in one of the maintenance programs yep. and just kind of remind myself and kind of pull myself And there back are in. three maintenance modules. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's significant what Bonnie was talking yeah. about, the um, the modules, online training that uh, Brightly Eating has put together. Um, maintenance is so significant <laughs> yeah. that there's three separate modules on it, right, you right. know? So, and they're not, I mean, they're not, we're not talking about one video. We're talking about yeah. like video, like 10, 10 sections yeah. of, you know, different topics and da, da, da. So. And I think just continuing to be mindful of the fact that that this is, and, and like Megan said, it's a forever thing, which sounds scary, but that I want to be healthy forever is kind right. of how I think about it. I want to be healthy and I want to be free from food thoughts forever. That's my long-term life goal. Yeah. And so, you know, engaging in some, like if you're not a member of the Brightline Eating Program because it's too expensive and you've, you know, you've read the book and you have some friends that you're doing it with or you're, you know, you've created some kind of community, hopefully to help sustain you, mm-hmm. you need to reach out and keep connecting with other people that are doing this right. so that you can continually re- listen to this kind of podcast, listen to other podcasts that talk about food addiction, yep. like continue to remind yourself, this is something I need to, and you just need to keep working on. I need to keep hearing it, thinking about it, engaging with it so that I keep my mind on, you know, continually growing and healing, 
you know, from the food addiction because, right. um, you know, as a physician, I can tell you every other addiction I've ever treated as a physician, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lifelong process. Not like, you know, a year from now, because I'm in my bright body, I'm going to, I'm no longer a food addict. I'm always a food addict. I'm, right. I'm either coping better with it or coping worse right. with it, but it's kind well, of always there. And that comes back to identity, which yeah. they talk about a lot about in the program about taking on the identity of a bright lifer, you know, the coining that term from the program. Um, but also like the identity of identifying as a food addict, yeah. you know what I mean? And that that's part of your identity and that you can be a food addict in recovery. Yes. Like you don't have to be a food addict that's in your addiction, right? but that that is part of your identity. And I think that shifting to that mindset, um, is helpful obviously for a long-term, um, maintenance. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about your maintenance journey. I, so I think, I mean, like just let's talk about moving into it. So when you, when you, and we'll talk about mine, you know, here in a sec, but, um, you, you went through weight loss, you mm -hmm. got to a point where you're like, and tell me about the decision-making. How did yeah. you decide, okay, I'm ready to do maintenance now, or I'm ready to think yep. about maintenance now. So I had a goal weight in mind, okay. which is lower than I am right now by 15 pounds. Right. Um, I don't know how I came up with that goal, but it was just like, honestly, it was like, I really want to be that number. Yeah. It's a little bit addicty, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, but as I got to about 15 pounds above that number, I started to get really hungry yeah. and I pushed through it and I kept losing. And I, by the way, by that point I was losing like a half a pound a week or less. Mm -hmm. So I, I went like several more months and I got myself down to within five pounds of that number that I dreamt of. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I maintained it for a little while. But are you talking about a singular weight or a range? A singular weight. Oh, you had a singular weight in mind. Of course. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I, I sustained that for a few months and I was just very hungry within Can about... Can you say what the weight is? Will you say what the weight yes, is? Yes. I got down to 115. Okay. And you are how tall? And That's I want, and I'm only, I'm five foot one and a half yeah, inches. Yeah. So half inches. So my, <laughs> I think my normal BMI range is like, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but basically somewhere between like 105 and 135 or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, but I got down to 115. 115. Okay. And I As was five, just... five, one and a half. Yeah. And That's I, important. and at... And at, you know, an hour after I ate breakfast, I was hungry. And an hour after I ate lunch, I was hungry. Right. Right. And so I, I, instead of being scientific about it, I just started eating more. <laughs> it's like I got sloppy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I, I, I gained up to 125. Okay. And then I plateaued. But then I started weighing myself again and I... You know, because I got away from weighing myself because I didn't want another weight. So I've, I've just done this like seesaw back and forth yeah. and then kind of like got more like, okay, you can have more, but you need to weigh it and measure it and know what you're doing. So you're being right. scientific about it. Right. So um, then I, you know, I, I got back down to about 120. Okay. And then I've kind of kept that. Okay. Um, but like I said, I, I have not gotten on the scale this week since I got back from... Your trip. My, a long trip with yeah. a lot of bad things happening. Yeah. And I know I'm probably back to 125. Yeah. So that's, that's my, you know, m my challenge is to weigh myself weekly Yeah. so that I'm being honest with myself about where I'm at. And it's like, if my answer is I am out of coping right now and the best I can do is the one plate rule and focus on just my emotional stress right. and whatever, that's fine. But I've got to be honest with myself about it right? and not just avoid getting on the scale and avoid dealing with it so that it escalates into more food thoughts. Yeah. For sure. So, well, and I think that that's, you know, the interesting thing, um, 
it's funny because Susan just did a vlog about this, about maintenance, and there was a question that came in from the community about um, adding and subtracting food and maintenance, like, overall, and how different seasons in life and as you age and that sort of thing. And so one of the things that she recommends is a goal range, obviously, not a singular number, because a singular number, like, we're we're never going to be at a singular number because of fluid shifting and all this stuff. Even if you weigh once a month, you're still probably not going to be able to hit a singular number all the time. Absolutely. You know, and um, I know there are people in the community that choose not to use body scales at all. They have what they call truth pants that are like, you know, not stretchy pants. Right, right, right. That's when they, yeah, yeah. When they, you fit that they're good and if they don't fit then they're like I got to do something so um there's there's many different ways to skin that cat but um I think that talking about like a goal range is probably really important so and I'll also tell you at my height and my body size Mm -hmm. my maintenance is not much more than the weight loss program right which was devastating right devastating right like I I mean I I remember watching one of the um, panels in one of the modules in the you know weight loss modules and this guy is talking about, like, he had 11 ads. I mean, he's a guy, so guys just, whatever, have good metabolism. And he was young. But he had 11 ads. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need 11. But if I had, like, three ads, that'd yeah. be so great. I had one ad. Yeah. Grain. That's it. That's it. And one I think, grain ad. Yeah. And I think that that's reality um, that I think a lot of people just, especially if quantity quantities were your thing. For sure. Yeah. If, yeah. I think that that's, I, I hear that a lot in the yeah. community. People who, I, quantity wasn't ever necessarily my thing. It was just about indulgence, like, yeah. and like yeah. rich, like whatever. So for me, it's the highly processed food and not necessarily the oh, quantity. Yeah. Not okay. necessarily the quantity of it. Um, not like I wouldn't eat food in quantity, but it's, it's, that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily my thing, but I get to like that. There's that desire of like, Ooh, I'll get to add some food. Like yeah, it's, when it's I get seductive, you know, it's I, seductive. Get a, I get a reward. I get yeah, a treat. treat. I get to treat myself. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit, I mean, I'll start from the beginning just in case people are catching up and don't know the whole story. So when I started the program in November of 22, uh, I was 308 pounds. And so we're, we are now in February. <laughs> where are we? February of 24. (laughs) So 14 months later, I've lost, um, 130 pounds, a little over 130 pounds. So, um, my goal range when I first started, I set the goal of 140 to 150 because that is for someone who is five, seven. So let's start there. I'm five, seven. Um, that is a normal BMI range, like a healthy BMI range. So I have had that as my goal since the very beginning. I'm not married to numbers. Like I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me, but I, for some reason having a healthy BMI is like, has stuck in my craw. And I think a lot of that has to do with my, um, feelings about the medical community and how you get treated if you don't have a healthy BMI, which Susan actually also talked about in this vlog about, you know, um, a healthy, or maybe it was another, no, no, that was the maintenance modules. I'm sorry. I've watched a lot lately. Um, so I, so what, what I basically started having conversations about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a month ago with my mastermind group and other people in the community is it's like, okay, so now today where I'm sitting, I'm at like 176. Um, you know, that's what I weighed this morning. And so that puts me, you know, I'm obviously getting closer to maintenance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, okay, so I probably need to start thinking about this and I want to get a maintenance guide. Um, so in the community, a guide relationship is like kind of like a sponsor sponsee relationship for those that understand like the recovery community. But you know, it's, it's, it's a more of a one-sided relationship where that person is just in it for you. And it's not necessarily as two-sided. And so, um, someone was recommended to me, which I really appreciate. And, uh, this person and I, um, you know, started this relationship and I basically went into it saying like, I don't know how close I am 
are we too soon? Is it too soon? Yeah. And the first thing she, she said to me, which I thought was really interesting is I think your goal's too low. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like all the feels I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Like I like my goal. Like I like my goal. She's like, well, we just need to talk about it. And because she has been through this before and I'm not saying like everybody's different and she wasn't saying like you have to adjust your goal, but what she was trying to, to get through to me was Megan have realistic expectations as far as like what your body can do. And the first thing she said to me was how much loose skin do you have? Cause she's like, it weighs something. And I was like, I mean, I knew it, but I hadn't internalized that, that it yeah. was like, okay, there's, there's literally going to be parts of my body that I cannot shrink because it's not fat, it's skin. That's just not going to go away at this point, you know, more than likely. So her and I had the discussion. And so we, we basically decided like the easy formula, which is probably not very, you know, super accurate, but it's, it's close enough. I'm sure is that you can take the amount of like the, the amount of weight that would get you to your goal weight and 10% of that is probably what your loose skin weighs is what people in the community say. Like that's kind of what's been worked out. So if I'm going to probably lose a total of a, like, let's make the numbers easy, you know, 150 pounds, then I probably have about 15 pounds mm. of loose skin, give or take. So w- what we decided was I was going to adjust up my goal range. So my goal range now is 155 and 165. So now that makes me what, 11 pounds away from the top of my goal range. And I'm still losing, you know, about a pound a week, a pound and a half. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. no, Yeah. At this point in my journey, at your point in my journey, I was like, like I said, a half a pound a week max. It was very frustrating. Yeah. So my, mine has slowed because, um, you know, you can do the math on the, all the other weight that I've lost, but it was like, I mean, three pounds a week. Like it was very super fast, but coming from very large numbers, you know, that can happen. I'm, I am a more active, you know, taller woman. And so, and the funny thing is, is I thought forever, like, I'm like, I have a slow metabolism. I don't think that that's true anymore. I don't believe, I don't believe that lie at all anymore. I just was not eating. Yeah. I was just not eating the right foods. Um, so anyway, all that to say, so I did, I adjusted up my goal to 155 to 165. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I've been going through the modules, (laughs) slowly trying to go back through the maintenance modules. I've done maintenance one and two. I haven't done three yet, but Um, that's kind of where I'm at and just, you know, I check in with my maintenance guide weekly at this point. Um, and I just, I want to do this. My goal is to do this as well as I can. And the one thing, and it's so funny that Bonnie, like what you're describing is your story is that like, everyone's told me it's the inner works that's gonna, it's, that's, what's going to start popping up now. They're like, because you have been so focused on weight loss and having the dopamine of the weight loss and da, 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 that now is where the rubber hits hits the road. And it's like, if I haven't dealt with all of the junk that I was, you know, the reason why I was using food to cope, then it doesn't go away just because I, you know, now I'm at my maintenance and now I'm in my bright body. I got to deal with it. And so I feel like I have done some inner work. It's not like I've, you know, been sitting here idly, not doing anything for the last 14 months, but I do feel like there's just a lot more work for me to do at this point because I've been in a weight loss mindset for uh, you know, 30 plus years of my life that I need to lose weight. I need to do something about my body, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to well, do Well, that's now? very focused on there's something wrong with me and yeah. I'm not doing something right yes. instead of focused on I've had some pain and some trauma that I need to process. Right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put in the plug that Robin would probably put in if she was here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> if you have the capacity to have access to a good therapist, Therapy. yeah, I just think like, that should probably start at the beginning of your bright line journey. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, 
I, I view my recent life events as, um, again, not a failure because I, you know, I've had some challenges with yeah. my program, but more like, you know, I've, you know, I, you need to get curious and say, Oh, this has been a good test. Right. This has been one of the most extreme emotional life events I could have. Right. And how have I done with it? Right. Okay. Well, I didn't do terrible. Right. But what could be better? And in, 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 in XYZ moment when I made this choice, what was going on? Right. And let's, let's go back and revisit that, you know? So I think... Yeah. And I think permission to be human. I think that's a big thing too. Like it's, you know, this is life and this is life for the rest of your life and life is going to get lifey and you know, that's never going to end. But I think that, I think that, you know, for me, the takeaways about now moving into this mindset of maintenance and no longer being in weight loss is that I have to, I, I, I need to continue to be plugged into the community. Like Mm -hmm. I can't that like my support system is never going to be able to let up now. Will I be able to maybe shift focus onto other things and not always have to focus so hard on the food and you know, all of that. But I just think like forever and ever, like, you know, being in support, being, having this as my identity is going to help me stay the course and help me stay strong. So yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's like the goal is the goal is to maintain and, and, yeah. and that this is sustainable. I think that's, that's the last thing I wanted to touch on is that there are very many people in this community that are in their bright bodies and have been in their bright bodies for a long period of time. And so I think that I'm going to shout out to, you know, Sandy, she's on, um, she's on Instagram and I can't think of her handle right now, but, um, you know, Sandy has been in her bright body for seven years. Plus she just celebrated seven years, um, in the community. And I just think that that is like phenomenal. Like, and it, and it proves to me that not only can it be done, but it can be sustained. So we could have all these wonderful weight loss stories, but if I didn't see people living this out for the rest of their life, I don't know that I would have the hope that I have. I think they talk about that show, the biggest loser where they just starve everybody and work out a million hours. I mean, it's just so gross, unhealthy, but you know, it's like a lot of those people lose weight and then almost all of them like regain all the weight in the first year, which is just devastating. Yeah. It's just devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, again, I, and I said this at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to say it again. That is the focus of our program. Yeah. Our program, we can call it a weight loss program. We can do whatever you want to call it and people lose weight on this, but that is not the focus. So much time is spent talking about not only getting to, but how do you maintain, how do you overcome that, like you said, the trauma and, and whatever was causing you to turn to food to cope, like, how do you, how do you live with that yeah. for the rest of your life? And I think the tools that it's recovery, it I mean, is it's recovery. not a diet yeah. plan, right? This yeah. is a food recovery plan and, yeah. and you need to decide that you want to live in recovery yeah. and continue being in recovery. And yeah. if you decide that you're going to do fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to do okay. Like I think yeah. that the reality is that, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is like, we're not all perfect. None of us are perfect. Yeah. Like it's, we're all, you know, Tony, Tony Wade, who was a guest of ours, you know, came on and he talked about it. It's like, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. We're not, we're not here to be perfect or whatever. We're all broken. And we, I mean, not in a, you know, demonstrative or demeaning way broken, but just like, we all have our issues and it's like, we just need to live in this community together and like help, you know, hold each other up. So yeah. Anything else that you have to say about me? Yeah. So maintenance is a journey. It's dance. Like guys, maintenance is the dance. That's what we talk about in the community. Um, I don't think it's always going to look the same either. Like I think that when you go through different seasons of life, it can definitely look different. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong or bad. It just is what it is. And we'll continue to work at this. So, 
Well, that's our episode for today. And uh, if, as always, if you have questions or have episode ideas or whatever, you can hit us up at our email, which is on the Brightline Podcast at gmail.com. Have a beautiful day. Bye.